The Pro Act Know How. Hi, welcome to this uh, Cyprus uh, 2019 workshop. Uh, welcome along. So, I want to do a, a quick re- recap and then we'll pile straight into the questions uh, that people come up with um, as we go along. The, the Cyprus tax return is completely online. It's completely online now and it's due by the 30th of December. Uh, there's some interesting uh, extra information that needs to be put into it now. And you have to uh, connect up things like bank accounts, social insurance numbers, S1 numbers. So this is what it's looking for and, and looking for you to have that access and that information um, uh, added into the tax return. If you put something in wrong into the tax return and, and you, you save it, you can always temporarily save the return. And if you try and submit it, will then bring you up the errors where you've made the errors and you have to keep working through, working through. Don't forget that with the EU, with Euro, the um, Euro and cents uh, denomination is a comma. It's not a full stop like in the, like in the UK. Bizarrely, parts of the return use the comma, parts use uh, a full stop. Um, sometimes you need to put uh, the cents in and sometimes you don't. And that will cause you some confusion as you get uh, used to it. So let's get cracking. So welcome to this um, uh, Cyprus 2019 workshop. On the the first page of the return, then you do need to um, add in your your social insurance number if you if you are working in Cyprus. Now, if you're not working in Cyprus, you don't need to put that in. Uh, but, it, but it is something that, that's required of you if, if you've got that social insurance number. If you, if you don't um, uh, and are not self-employed in Cyprus or you're not working um, and don't have a social insurance number, you don't need to put that in. That would apply to, to retired expats. Um, another question that we get is on um, section 4C where people, um, you're asked to put in your rented property details. This is very, very complicated. Uh, the taxation of property rentals in Cyprus is a big business. There's a lot of property developers, a lot of property owners. Uh, rental income can even be subject to VAT. So it, it's a quite a complex area and capital gains tax is involved on the, on the property sales and all that information is captured in there. This will not correspond to the information you necessarily have if you've got an overseas rental property. So bear in mind, if you've got a Cyprus property that you're renting and you're putting the information in, there's quite a lot of detail that you need that you should be able to get from combination of your um, uh, title deeds and and your own tax details. Um, But it, it could even be from from your contract, you know, because you need to know the square meters and the size of your plot. Very, very complicated. If you've got overseas property, then our recommendation is that you don't put the rental income there, that you put it into uh, overseas, overseas, other income at a later section and just record it as, um, you know, an investment income or self-employed income uh, from overseas. Um, another 
uh, area that we get questions is, is the automated information that comes into the system. Um, and, and this is largely to do with the new health tax, which is a big issue. So, um, and that's even more complicated because are you entitled to it or not? First of all, who has to pay um, the, the, the health tax? So when it was first introduced, everybody had to pay it. And, and as it's been clarified over the last 18 months, there's been more and more clarity. Some people may have paid some health tax already. Um, some will have to pay it from the return. With Cyprus, there is a self-assessment process. So... Um, I haven't got any sound on at all here. So somebody else has got the sound on. Um, my able assistant is supposed to be muting people in the background. So I'll mute them. Uh, may, maybe it just confirm um, that, that there's no more music for anybody. Um, health tax. Um, and, Health tax, rental taxes, special defence taxes, dividend taxes, and bank interest taxes are paid um, by self-assessment, along with an estimate of your income tax uh, or your self-employed earnings in July and December each year. Um, there, there's a window of maybe a, a month to pay that tax um, on self-assessment. And if you miss that window, you don't have another opportunity to pay that tax until you create a debt at the tax office. And the only way to create a debt by the tax office now is by doing a, your, your online return. So while we've got this uh, situation in Cyprus where if your income is below 19 and a half thousand, you don't have to do a return. Only people with more than 19 and a half thousand income need to do the return. If your income is, is, is below that, and you've got some health tax or some dividend tax or some rental tax uh, that you need to pay on your worldwide income, um, then you will need to do a return anyway. Because um, that's the only way you can repay, uh, create the debt to enable the payment of any taxes that are due. Um, if you're an expat and you've been here less than 20 years, then generally you can pay 0% tax on dividends and bank interest, but you need an exemption form and you need that certificate to validate your return so you don't have to pay the tax. If you're exempt from the health tax, if you're exempt from the health tax, you need a certificate for your exemption. Um, and uh, so if you're an S1 holder, if you're an EU S1 holder, um, that will have a reference number uh, which you need to put into this return and also your certificate will have a reference number which you need to put into the return. Your social insurance contributions should automatically sync with the tax return. Uh, unfortunately with COVID and unfortunately just the way it is with the last minute returns, some people's contributions to social and healthcare taxes that have been autom automatically fed into the tax returns are not correct, not allowing for reductions or for variations or for starting or stopping, um, which is an added complication. Um, and the way to approach it is it is a glitch, 
there's no way of making a note on the return to nominate that, that glitch, is to put the figures in and then on the assessment make the appeal to adjust the payment to pay more or less tax uh, as the need may be. Um, but you need, do need to get those exemptions. One of the thing that we, we've clarified in the last month since these returns have come out is that, um, and, and this is something we can't actually find in writing anywhere uh, specifically, but uh, what we now understand, not from Cyprus, but from around the, uh, around the EU, is that um, if you've got a permanent residency in Cyprus, uh, then then you you are exempt from the Cyprus health taxes. So you get free medical care. Um, there's no rhyme or reason to this. So everybody who becomes a Cyprus tax resident is liable to the health tax. That that's a fact. Okay, you potentially got an exemption if if you have an S one or if you're permanent resident. So if you've been a, a tax a, a, a tax resident in Cyprus for more than five years, then you're permanent resident. You would become exempt from the health tax in Cyprus. But that's because of a reciprocal arrangement within the EU. So that that would then work for you. So if you've got that registered permanent residence um, in the system, it will come up and it will show you as a, a needing zero uh, permanent, um, uh, zero health tax on your tax return. However, uh, more recent permanent residencies, uh, any, anybody that's done it this year might not be updated on the system. And so the system is just behind and even though your permanent residency will still ask you to pay the health tax, create the debt and sort the problem out later. Don't leave the return to be submitted late and, and get over, overwhelmed with the issues is the way to approach it, I believe. It will be very time consuming to sort out the issue later, but it's an automatic 100 euro fine if your return is in late. Uh, if you want help from a ProAct, uh, either as a retained client service or tax return service, we can do that for you as well. Um, that, that's your decision to make. So a permanent residency, a permanent residence with an MEU3, once it is actually registered, should be, uh, uh, as an EU resident, should be exempt from health tax charges. Now, if you're a working expat, um, if you're self-employed working, you're entitled to healthcare treatment straight away, registration, uh, and you pay healthcare premiums with your um, uh, social insurance. So again, that should come through onto the system, but it's not, there can be errors in the amount that comes through. So we just need to work with that. We can't amend it uh, during the, the period before the uh, cut-off date so that that revision, that appeal will have to be done afterwards. If you're an employee in Cyprus, uh, you have to pay at least two years worth of uh, social insurance and, and uh, tax returns before you become eligible for healthcare, but you would still have to pay the healthcare tax. So employees have to be in Cyprus for more than two years before they get the free healthcare tax. And then with the third issue, that we've got is that if you are 
in Cyprus, even as an EU citizen, you don't have an S1, you're not self-employed, and you're not employed until you're a permanent resident, you don't have an entitlement to register for, for healthcare treatment um, unless you follow a, a special status. So under reciprocal social insurance agreements, um, you might have some health benefits or uh, a medical condition that would allow you to get that treatment sooner. So those exemption certificates have to be gained from your home country uh, to do that. If you haven't already got that, or even if you have got it this, this year, any of those certificates around that, there's a high degree of probability of error on the system. So it'll either show up or it won't show up. But this is all about exchange of information and perfecting a system that's been developed uh, in real time uh, with people still required to do their tax returns. So get the return done. Some of the information won't be correct. You need to keep that record. You've got an obligation to keep it up for six or seven years. At the end of that time, um, you know, sometimes you should get a, an assessment. And with that assessment, you can make the appeal uh, for that. Okay. When, when you, so when you're doing the return at the end, um, you get two, two or three calculation pages to identify um, any income taxes due, any special defence taxes due, and any health taxes due. So for an expat, then get exemptions for and have their exemption registered certificate for the special defence tax on rental, uh, dividend, and banking trust. So you should be able to pay zero percent tax, even if you're only a hundred thousand dividends. Um, as an expat, you still pay zero tax. Uh, you, we've got um, uh, the medical, we've just discussed it, lots of errors on that. So if everything's right and you're a permanent resident or got an S1, you should be exempt, but only if the records are up to date. Um, and then with the, um, but you do need the certificates for that and you do need your registration number on your S1 and, and your exemption certificate to put into the return to validate your, your exemption. Uh, so any queries with that, you can speak with our one of our client advisors who, who will guide you on where to find those on the forms. If you're a client, you've got those, that information available. And then finally, there's a self-assessment uh, which generates the income. Now this is, again, it's not automatic, um, but generally we'll come through, but you need to add in any uh, deductions that, that you want to make. So if you're paying uh, medical or life insurance on the Cyprus only policy, you can get an income tax relief on that. Um, if you uh, uh, have got um, some uh, property rentals in Cyprus or, or sales, you can get some allowances there as well. Um, so that, that, can, can, that can amend it in this return. Um, for, um, your tax uh, for health and special defence is all, all um, allowable against your income, so you don't pay tax on, on, on taxed income, uh, and that works out. So if your income is over 19,500, you've got a 20% tax liability, and it rises marginally. It, if you want to pay 5% on an overseas pension, you can do that, 
um, and you can pay 20% on other income. So if you've got employment, self-employment in Cyprus, and you're earning 30,000, you can pay income tax on that, but only 5% on any pension you're getting. Uh, so you've got that option. Uh, also, you can uh, consider how you would um, uh, best do that. So if your total income is below 19 and a half, you may as well have your overseas pension as, as income and pay zero tax rather than 5%. Um, the health tax could still apply. Um, not forgetting that for UK expats, if you've got a public service pension, you've got the option of it being taxed at source in the UK. This will be coming into effect for everybody automatically from 2024. If you've elected to have it taxed still in Cyprus under the old rules, um, then you, you, you continue to put it on the return. But once you're having your UK public service pension, that's government, military, health service, local government, um, once you're having that pension taxed in the UK at source, um, while you may get tax and be paying a lot of tax in the UK, you don't need to put that on the Cyprus return at all. So it's not, it's not, you don't have to declare it as part of your worldwide income. And therefore de facto, it's not subject to health tax. Uh, as well as income tax. This can work very well for expats with, so if you've got 20,000 uh, public service pension and, and 10,000 state pension, uh, having one tax in the UK and, and one tax in Cyprus gives you just the 10,000 in Cyprus that will be subject to no, no income tax. Uh, it, it varies from people to people. And you need to consider what is the best a way to arrange your, your income in Cyprus. Um, having, once you've completed the return, you then get a code, um, and that code is the reference you need to put on the bank to um, um, then make any payment. So once you've created a tax debt on your tax return, you can then put that code uh, into your bank payment and, and reconcile that and make that payment from the bank or using the local JCC uh, merchant payment system. That's the only way you can pay the, the tax um, that is overdue from 2019 by doing the tax return now. Um, and, and if you don't pay it like that, then you, you wait for the assessment. And if the assessment may have additional taxes, but once the assessment comes out, that gives you another month to pay any, any tax debt then. So those are your windows of, of opportunity. Um, <clears throat> so that, that, that's my general summary on the issues that we, we've had from clients uh, grappling with the, the tax return uh, over the last month. Um, the, um, other issues that we've delved into around the, the medical insurance is just to bear in mind that we covered that earlier, is that your permanent residence is, is exempt from the health tax, but they also qualify for the health service here. Um, anybody that's registered as resident in Cyprus before the end of December 2020 
that S1 will continue to provide them with health cover in Cyprus beyond that. So that the, there is going to be ongoing cover for, for retired expats in Cyprus. And as long as you're working, you will have that entitlement to healthcare here. Once you're permanent residents, you've got that entitlement to healthcare, but it comes with a potential tax liability. It's unclear yet whether after Brexit, um, the, the UK will still allow permanent residents to be exempt. Um, and it's unclear whether there'll be a change in the rules on that for this blanket exemption on, on permanent residents paying health tax, whether that will be sustained or whether it, it's um, something to do with a, a changing fees. So it might change next year, might even change on this return in the assessment. We'll wait and see. Um, so I actually haven't got any more questions that have come up this morning. And, and so I've covered all the issues that I wanted. The additional time was we allowed for uh, the um, questions come from you. Uh, we covered those now. So I just want to say that we uh, proact, we've got a retainer service which offers uh, a continued professional tax and advisory service to expats living and working abroad. Uh, if you want to join us on that, uh, you can contact us at proactpartnership.com and we can explain more about that to you to answer your questions as we go along and get you know more of these deep dive workshops to help you complete, complete the uh, tax, residency, medical, wills and property transactions uh, while you're living or working abroad. Uh, we've also got uh, advisory service if you want to consider uh, trust and um, property uh, administration work that we can help you on and updating your will. Okay, so um, get more information on that at proactpartnership.com. So thanks very much for listening. I hope you found this useful and uh, join us again next time. We've got another workshop next week on Brexit and how that's going to impact um, expats living and working abroad. We'll do a bit more detail on the ongoing medical cover for, for expats um, uh, that, that are registered. Join us then. And meanwhile, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. The ProAct Know-How, brought to you by ProAct.